Today we spoke with Travis Holp about the power of words, manifestation, and his journey as a psychic and medium. To learn more about Travis, you can visit his website, travisholp.com. That's T-R-A-V-I-S-H-O-L-P.com. You can also find him on Instagram and TikTok as Travis Warrior Unicorn. To contact myself or Lori, you can email us at spiritroadpodcast at gmail.com. Welcome to Awkwardly Zen Presents Spirit Road, a podcast about our spiritual journey where we can be awkwardly ourselves. It's a path that can be funny, absurd, enlightening, and life-changing all at the same time. Join us as we explore this mysterious world and life we live in. I'm Tim Behrens. I'm Laurie Hewitt. And this this is Spirit Spirit Road. on I think it must have been a Facebook post one of the rare times I go it was something you said about instead of I desire to say I deserve mm. and I thought I like that and I've been trying to use that and for myself oh. thinking about things instead of saying you know here's what I really desire I've been saying I deserve whatever it is yeah it's, it shifts the energy is what I found so talk a little more. What does that shift mean going from I desire this to I deserve this? Yeah, you know, I manifestations and the words that we use with our manifestations are so, so, so important. It's not necessarily, and I think a lot of people think like, well, our thoughts, but if if our thoughts had that much power to them, we would have all kinds of crazy things popping up in our day-to-day, right? It's kind of like why we think about worst-case scenario. The worst-case scenario doesn't always happen. More times than not, the best-case scenario happens. It's really the words that we're using and keeping them in alignment with our intention. Like, that's where the magic is. Our thoughts are good because our thoughts can help us kind of figure out where our uh, where our dominant vibration or dominant subconscious programming is kind of leaning. Is it leaning towards the negative or is it leaning towards the positive? But our thoughts really don't make the manifestations happen. It's our words. And this got me going. So I sometimes when I hear something, I'm like a dog with a bone and I just can't like let it go until I've like nitpicked it. That's the Virgo <laughs> in me. And I will probably... You know what? I'll probably like come back from the dead, like with like a message, being like, you guys really could have used white flowers instead of pink ones at my funeral, but fine, whatever. <laughs> I think it's a cheap. But I was ta- I was having breakfast with my friends, and uh, my couple of my friends are in education. One of them is a principal, and he was talking about this like this group that they have coming in to talk to the kids, and the whole thing that they use is it's called uh, the power of yet. And I heard it and immediately I was like, I don't like that. Like, and I didn't even need like a reason. I was just like, I don't like it. And I I was like, well, explain this concept to me. And this is like what started this whole kind of thought for myself. He was talking about, well, you know, this group comes in and talks about the power of yet. And with little kids, it's like, I'm not good at math yet. Or I'm not blah, blah, blah yet. And that for me, I was like, well, we're really putting the dominant 
vibration and the words of I'm not blank. The right. yet really just doesn't even matter. So for me, it's kind of like thinking about, well, if we're talking about manifestations and desires, and we say, well, I desire blank, but what if we change it to I deserve? And for me, that shift came along with a lot of like healing work that I've just been working on myself personally and thinking about like, what is it that I, that I want? What is it that I deserve? And when you shift, I deserve, and you start saying, I deserve the new job. I deserve the great relationship. There's such power in saying what you deserve. And it goes from being a request to a statement. Yeah. So we can walk around and say all day and say, well, I I desire this and I desire that. Okay, great. We all know though that most of us, and if if you're new to manifestation or law of attraction, you have to understand that, that what you believe about yourself is what you end up manifesting and creating. And what I love about this is that you don't really have to be in this like super yummy place of healing where you're like sitting on the cloud and you're meditating and everything is great, right? It can be something that people use even on their journey. Cause I think a lot of us feel, even if we're not feeling the best about ourselves, we can understand I deserve at least better than what I've got. And, and I think what that does to our brain is, is it kind of like stops us just a little bit. We say like, I deserve the great healthy relationship. And then that ego voice comes in and goes, well, well, do you? And then we can actually like have that moment to be like, well, actually, yeah, I do. So shut up and go back to your corner. <laughs> right. So, so I'm wondering if like you can work with me on this because as we're using that word deserve, it's like I noticed this, some kind of internal reaction that's coming up. Some of my own work still yet to be done of this idea mm-hmm. of there's part of me that, yeah, that does respond to that. It's like, who are you to say that? You know, this is me speaking to myself. Who are you yeah. to say that you deserve this thing that you're asking for? It's like um you, you Tim, the creator of your universe. That's who. Right. Well, that's easy enough. <laughs> <laughs> Problem solved. Thanks for listening to the podcast, everybody. We're done here. It's really nice to have you on, Travis. Thanks for being here. <laughs> but isn't it interesting though to just to to be able to say those words that there's some something that's been given to me in my past about I, or maybe even I've heard that message before that you don't deserve anything. No one deserves anything. They have to, they have to work for it. They have to make everything happen. And to like shift into the space of saying like what you just said, that we live in this quantum field of potential, that we are co-creating this experience to be able to really move into the space. And the, the other thing that comes up for me though, is also that some, something about that word deserve feels like it's taking something from someone else. Uh, and I, I mean, these are just my internal reactions. Yeah. I think consciously, I know that's not true, but it's like, where does that come from? And how do I work with that? Yeah, I, I hear that. It's, it's almost like, uh, it's almost like an, like I'm entitled. I deserve this. Yeah. And that, that was my initial reaction. But then once I sort of took that in and sat with it, I was like, wait a minute, I do deserve whatever it is I want. I do deserve that. Yeah. Like if I were to bring it down to like a really simple level, it's like I deserve to be loved 
or another way I though another way I might say it is I am worthy of love. Like that's such a simple thing that everyone truly does deserve. I can I can accept that. And yet yeah. also I have had a voice in my head for a good portion of my life that that tells me I don't yeah. and that I'm not. Right. I think I know I certainly walk around with that. Like, who are you to say you deserve something? Mm-hmm. Seriously? Yeah. Yeah, for me, it's it's been reclaiming my power because for a yeah. long time, I let people tell me what I deserved. Mm-hmm. And I accepted that as truth. But now it's like, well, you're not really going to tell me what I deserve. I'm going to tell me what I deserve. And I'm going to make that my own creation. And that's going to be the world that I live in. And I think sometimes when we hear somebody say, I deserve this, I deserve that, our knee-jerk reaction is, is well, that person's really selfish. But they're not saying you don't deserve what you want. They're simply just saying what they deserve. And I believe that when we achieve those things that we desire, what we want for our life, when we bring those in, that abundance can only multiply. And then it shows other people, hey, I believe I deserve this. I think you do too, if you want it. For me, it's also been a tool of helping to define or kind of whittle down like what's my intention behind my asking So if I say like, I deserve a pile of money. Okay. And if if that feels weird, I think that's like a good chance to say, well, why do I feel like I deserve that? Why do I want that? Why is that something I desire? And then I can whittle it down to, okay, well, the pile of money would be nice because then, you know, I won't have to really worry about bills or whatever expenses come up. And why, well, why don't I want to worry about that? Well, I want security. Okay, great. So then if the pile of money doesn't resonate, then I deserve security. Like you were saying earlier, Tim, with I deserve love, you can whittle it down to the truest, truest essence of what the desire or or the deservedness of it is. And it's going to come down more times than not to a very basic human need. And if that's where you need to start, then start there. I think sometimes we feel like we have to go backward in a sense, dig through the trauma do all of this kind of stuff that reactivates this vibration of unworthiness. And sometimes that is absolutely necessary and a part of the healing, but sometimes it's not. And we just do it to ourselves (laughs) because like we're gluttons for punishment sometimes. Mm -hmm. And we don't always have to take that path. I think saying this helps us just really get down to the essence of what am I asking for? What do I want? And a couple of phrases that I've kind of learned for myself for reframing that I think are popular things that we just kind of say instinctually is I'm not whatever blank yet, right? Look with the example with my, the speaking group for my, my friends and changing that to I'm on my way Mm. or nothing works out for me, changing it to I'm always being redirected on my path. Or my favorite, I'll be happy when I have blank instead of, and and instead changing it to, I'm having fun where I am and I know the manifestation or the goal will come. And it doesn't sound like it's that big of a difference, but when you feel into it, it has a vibrational Mm -hmm. difference to it. You feel it in a different way. It's in a way that it's not triggering me. It's not bringing up kind of like my own things of self-worth. And if it does, I'm able to kind of rumble with it a lot quicker. But also it sets me in this mindset of I'm here to grow. I'm here to expand. I'm here to experience things. 
Yeah. I love, I love, I love the reframing. Uh, reframing is so powerful for me. Like, and it, it is that energetic vibrational kind of thing, like uh, thinking of conflict or something. And I experience it a lot when I'm driving around town, especially during the holidays. It seems like people aren't paying attention to each other. They're all stressed out. They've got somewhere to be. Someone pulls in front of me and they don't use their blinker. You know, I've got two ways, I, two paths I can go down. And sometimes I go down the path of like, it's good that no one can hear me. And then other times um, it's, it's um, reframing. It's like, thank you for showing me the limits of my ability to have patience in this moment. <laughs> They or just you know showing me the limits of my compassion, and and or or you know my inability to be empathic in this moment. Like if I reframe it in such a way as like here's an opportunity for a lesson or for me to check in with myself and ask why is this angering me or why am I taking this on this this simple thing that shouldn't affect me. It happens for five seconds and it rules my day or something, you know. But it's like it's it's amazing how. Um, trying to take something that might be frustrating and turn it into an opportunity to grow like vibrationally and energetically, how different that can feel. And that is in the words. It's like, when you first mentioned that Travis, I was thinking, it's like, I'm still, and I'm still thinking about it. It's like, what is the power in the words? And I guess that really is it. It's like the words are a, a a lens or a focus point, right? They give us a way of being. Yeah. And it's 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 powerful what happens when we when we use when we open up that throat chakra and just start start saying what it is that we feel like we deserve. For me, it's really been just as beneficial as the some of the deep work and the deep healing and being some of those darker places of going through my own worth and deservedness. I think it's kind of like it adds that balance to it. And and I think sometimes if somebody's saying, well, you know well, what I deserve, I deserve all these crappy relationships I find myself in and I deserve <laughs> this. And it's, it's really just kind of taking the focus away from those things that we feel like we deserve based off of our own kind of ego or fear and shifting it to, I deserve this for my life. I love that. I think it's very powerful. I want, have you gotten other feedback? Have other people seen that post and, and given you any feedback on it? Yeah, a, a quite a few, nothing, uh, nothing like nothing negative, but people just messaging like, Hey, I didn't actually think about it that way. And, yeah. and it, even myself, it's like, okay, well, what, what else am I saying that might potentially have a, a vibration that I don't desire? And how can I shift it just a little bit in my own subconscious programming for myself to start changing the way that I look at things, the way that I feel about certain things and the way that I'm responding. Mm -hmm. Well, I know I've started like really listening to my self-talk and like you're saying, kind of catching or like hearing the words I'm using and saying, wait a minute, that's not true. And yeah. shifting them. Yeah. Yeah. Or before it was just this running monologue in my head the whole time. Yeah. And even though I might not be consciously paying attention, there is a part of me that that definitely pays attention. Oh my gosh. 90. I think I, I read this statistic where it was like we run 90 or 95% of our day from our subconscious programming. Oh yeah. It's insane. The it's insane, right? And like, and I 
Yeah, well, Lori, I'm sure I'm sure you know all about that, especially with your extensive background and and mental health and working with people. Like, it's it's wild what our subconscious programming is going to tell us to choose, what relationships to stay in, what what jobs we should take, what career path we should take, the partners we should have. And, and it's just us doing it to ourselves. We've accepted this programming from other people. We don't come into these physical bodies with this programming. It's something that we learn, but, but at a certain point, we've got to say, Hey, like I'm choosing these things right? and it doesn't make me a victim. Right. It doesn't make me deserving of some of these things that I've chosen, but I've chosen them. So I think, you know, kind of looking at the way that we talk to ourselves, the way that we respond, it, helps us also just take accountability for our life and exactly. without judgment. Right. And just being conscious. I'm stunned most of the time how unconscious I am every minute of the day until I really stop and become conscious. It's like, mm-hmm. you know, I've spent most of the day just kind of like a robot, just going through with that unconscious programming, just wrote mm-hmm. stuff. And then when I stop and really start listening, it's like, wait a minute, that's crazy. Yeah. Well, it's, it's not, it's certainly not helpful. And, and when you see this, this kind of this pattern of self-talk kind of shift, like it feels really good. But conversely, you catch yourself like, this is so funny. I used, so I, I have had or experienced body image issues for most of my life, which always like people always look at me, they're like, what are you talking about? But like I have. And so and like I, I experienced body dysmorphia and all these things. And I would walk by the mirror and I'd be like, oh, but now like I walk by the mirror and I'm like, damn, Trev, like, look at you. <laughs> right. But that took time. And it's like, but I, I love seeing that, though, because it's like evidence of those shifts that start yeah. to happen. I think that truthfully, the only people that are going to be kind of triggered or upset by the I deserve, there's just something that they feel like they're not worthy of or deserving of. And I hope that if somebody is triggered by something like by something like that, that can facilitate some of that deeper work to heal. Because I genuinely believe we all deserve the life that we want. Yeah. Uh, even noticing that that trigger in myself, I mean, it's clear uh, there's definitely things that come up for me that I recognize I still have to work on, even, even just that allowing of uh, myself to be worthy of the things that I desire in this life. And, yeah. and also, like you said, to, for me to recognize that letting my light shine in whatever way I do is not in any way detrimental to the people around me. It's like, they're mm-hmm. just as deserving of those things uh, that we're all deserving of them. And, and like you say, it comes down to intrinsic needs in a lot of cases, like you can break down the complex situations that you're trying to manifest. And it comes down to uh, love, connection, yeah. security, mm-hmm. um, you know, things that can be very simple. And it's like to get down to the core of what that is, it's easier to really connect to the idea of being deserving of it. Yeah. And I, and I think that like that phrase I deserve as well, like we were talking about earlier is if you're, you know, you're asking for, I was just love using a pile of money as an example. I just picture myself rolling around in it, but, <laughs> but if if you say I deserve the pile of money and if that doesn't feel right, then just keep breaking it down until it does and then build from there. Mm-hmm. And I think that that can be just as helpful 
as the conversation of, well, why don't I feel like I deserve this? Do I have low self-esteem? Do I have this going on? Right. And so I think that it's just a different kind of way to skin the cat, if you will. But and I think changing up some of those, those words for us, it's good because words are powerful. They are so powerful. Yeah. I wanted to go back to something you said in the very beginning, because this is always a curiosity for me. And I, I, I like knowing uh, people's take on this. Sometimes in the spiritual community, when it comes to manifestation and the power of words and things, there's this fear that comes up when someone focuses on something that's a struggle or has thoughts that might be self-defeating where on in one sense, there's a power in being with those, right. And really understanding what there are. And then the other, there's this message of, Oh, don't, don't fixate on that because you're just going to bring more of it into your life. To me, that kind of right there gets to some of the complexity of manifestation. You know, Mm -hmm. it's a simple concept, but when it comes to the things that we actually manifest in our lives, there's a lot going on there. Some of it is our words. Some of it is, you say, is our internal programming and, what we, what our lenses will allow us to bring into our lives because yeah. of worthiness or feelings of not being worthy, whatever that it is. Yeah. But what would you say to someone who's, who says to you, Oh, Oh, don't, don't be thinking about those things because you're just going to bring more of that into your life. So I, I love this question so much. So I'm not a fan of spiritual bypassing in any way, shape or form. And if we've got to sit in the dark ugliness, we just got to sit in it. What I would say is, is don't activate something that's not active. If you are in a position where, and I think we do this a lot with telling our stories of just where we come from, who we are, right? Where if my childhood trauma is not really scratching at me, then like, I'm just going to leave that where it's at, right? I could easily get worked up about what happened in my life if I sit here and give it enough time and attention, and then I'm calling my therapist for an emergency therapy session, which that man has had to have built a deck on the back of his house by now. <laughs> but I would say only tackle it or sit with it if it is something that just keeps coming up. Like if you are constantly triggered, irritable, upset, your energy feels weird when you talk about certain topics, then it is important to talk about because it's not in the past, it's very present. For me, it was feeling shame. And that's something that's been, that had been coming up for like a good, like six months over the summer. And I would be around certain people and they would say certain things and it would just trigger this like intense shame. And then it would just be like, we would just pull it out of each other. And it, yes, it was shame that was linked to, you know, something that happened when I was younger, but it was still very much affecting me now. And the only way, the only way I was able to get through it was to sit with that shame, name it. Okay. This is what I'm feeling. This is what it is. And I think that we think that we have to avoid these things. And actually we don't. Sometimes if it's the thing that keeps coming up, you have to sit with it. And if you can do that, it's going to springboard you forward. It's the, when we are continuing to ignore it, avoid it. And we know. We know people say, I didn't know I was avoiding this site or that I was, that I wasn't paying attention to this. Yeah, you do. You're losing sleep. You're not eating well. You're irritable. You're not happy. You're avoiding something, right? So we just tune in just a little bit, sit with it. If you got to write it a letter, burn the letter, yell, scream, cry, it's all right. 
It's all right. Tapping in and naming shame, rage, anger. That has been one of the best lessons that my therapist has probably taught me is that it's okay just to say, hey, I'm really mad about this, or I don't like this, or this feels weird. And then name it, forgive myself for feeling it. Because, you know, I'm feeling, I'm probably shaming and judging myself for sitting with that, right? Because that's what we teach in the spiritual community. Don't feel anything bad, right? God, God, no, don't ruin the manifestation. But I noticed that those things, those harder feelings came up for me when I was working on manifesting something really big, because I needed to sit with that and release it. So that way I could accept the manifestation and take it into my whole arms. And when I did that work through it and then chose to feel something better, and leaned into that, that manifestations, they come through and it's like, oh, you're here. Thank God. <laughs> and I didn't, and I didn't get the manifestations and things. I've already had a couple of things that have come through that I've been working on that I got. And I was like, oh my God, I deserve this. This feels so good. Whereas if I hadn't worked through that shame and worked that judgment, the manifestation probably would have come, but either I would have screwed it up or I wouldn't have appreciated it or it would have felt hollow. Yeah. And it's hard to sit through that, that darkness, that work that we have to do. You have to be, I think, really brave to do, to do that. Because who wants to go into that dark place, that mucky place, and deal with all of that? It's like, no, 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 let's just, you know, seal it over and pretend like it's not there. And everything's fine. And it's love and light. And it's like, yeah, it's really not all the time. Yeah. And so we have to be brave and really go into that depth of us and pull that shit out. Yeah. 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 I feel like what I'm hearing from both of you two, I'm still thinking about like the, the words are powerful because, and, and most powerful when they have an energy behind them. Right. And oh, yeah. maybe the, the pitfall in focusing on the negative things is in when we're still telling a story that isn't true for us anymore. Like we're basing what we're saying into the world on patterns that may not be true. That it, sometimes I will speak from the voice of um, the struggles of my, my younger self. Mm-hmm. And then I bring more of that into my life because that is my focus when in, in fact, I wasn't with the energy of that. I have better tools than I used to. I navigate things better than I used to. Maybe the words are powerful. The energy is powerful. Being present in the moment and being aware of what's true for us in the moment. You know, it's like bringing all of those things together. And another like a phrase I would offer or a different vibration I would offer is when one, you know, when these feelings come up saying like, I am feeling shame, not I am ashamed or I have like, I'm feeling it. Right. But the other thing for me is when these things come up and it's time to sit with them, it's not, well, I have to sit and and be with this really, really crappy feeling. It's, oh my gosh, this feeling is coming up. And that means healing is coming. Healing is on its way. Mm-hmm. And for me, that has been kind of like the game changer because I'm classic. Let's just avoid the problems and just keep going. Right. And I, I tell people all the time, I can't play poker. I don't hide nothing well. Uh, good or bad, take it or leave it, whatever it is, what it is. But, but yeah, and I always, I know when I'm in a place of avoiding not doing the work and, uh, you know, my guides have gotten very good at getting through to me a lot faster, uh, that, or I've just gotten a lot better at listening, whichever, ding, ding, ding. yeah, yes. I've gotten better at listening, <laughs> yes. but 
I think that yes, sitting in our our big emotions feels hard, but what is also hard is living your entire life miserable. Yes. Yes, it is. And the other thing that gives me a lot of hope, especially feeling deep things like rage and shame, is I know vibrationally that it's opposite also exists and lives within me. Yeah. We live in this beautiful duality of this universe. And because I have deep shame and deep rage that sometimes I feel, I also feel love that strong. I feel appreciation. I feel joy with just the same intensity. Yes. And that's, and what you just did there is such a beautiful reframe, you know, to say, Hey, there's a duality to this. It's my ability to be with, with the darker side of things also gives me an appreciation for the light. It's all on the same spectrum. And yeah, honey, I got a top and a bottom to this desk. I'm not using the bottom of it. I just use the top <laughs> of the, it's, it's where, where are we going to focus, right? Like what are, what are we, what are we choosing to focus on today? Mm-hmm. Right. That's very powerful. Well, thanks. It came with some struggle that uh, I chose for a long, long time. Mm-hmm. And as of recently, I've just kind of decided, like, I'm really just done telling the story of me struggling. Like, it's played out. Mm-hmm. Like, now I'm telling you where I'm going, where I'm headed, what I'm doing. If you want to come with me, that's amazing. And that sounds like a wonderful shift, too. It's amazing how fast time flies. But as we're kind of winding down, I'd love to hear some about where you're going and where you're heading and what's happening for you these days and how people can find you all of that good stuff. Yeah, I am. uh, I'm working on a couple of really exciting projects that'll be done, uh, done this year. So I'm really pumped about those. One of those may or may not be a book. It's a book. Um, (laughs) It's a book. Um, And then, you know, doing a bit more a bit more traveling and uh seeing just seeing people my intention for for 2023 is just follow the impulses of what feels good and that has been serving me the past couple of couple of months so we're riding that all the way into next year and uh you know and then of course I can be found at travisholp.com or travis warrior unicorn on Instagram and TikTok nice and you're still doing your TikTok readings? Still doing, you know, nice little general collective readings for people to help, you know, help them in whichever way those those help. Uh, I have been gifted a beautiful nickname on TikTok now. It's Gunkle Medium. <laughs> so that's been fun. I feel like I've adopted a bunch of people. You know, like I'm like the fun uncle that's going to tell you to believe in yourself and give you a cookie. It's a wonderful thing to be. Right. (laughs) How would you say uh, you've been on this journey of kind of developing intuition? You know, this is something that's that you you continue to grow in and work in. And it's clear, you know, from your readings and things that it's just new messages and new understandings are coming in all the time. It's like, how would you how would you say that journey is shifted for you in recent times? Like what's what's really present right now? I just get the hell out of my own way. That's it. I just stop assuming what people are thinking about me. One of my favorite quotes from uh, Wayne Dyer is, if you talk to 30 different people, you're going to have 30 different reputations. 
I've really stopped, really have stopped worrying about, for the most part, what other people think about me. I just care what I think of me. And I follow what feels good. I stay true to my lighthouse, which are my values for me that always kind of guide me home. And that's, that's to help. Just, is it helpful? And is it healing? And I stick to that. And that has served me very well. It's taken a lot of stress off my shoulders. Because Lord knows I try to carry the weight of the world on my, on my shoulders. So I just, I just, anytime I feel like, you know, I've kind of gotten off that path or I, I feel stressed or I feel like I'm taking on too much or, or if I feel like I'm I'm worrying too much about what other people are thinking, I just use that as my lighthouse to guide me back home and it serves me well. And then I keep great people in my life like you two. Thank you. Thank you. So tell us about school though, and what it is you're studying. Yeah. So, uh, I'm, finishing up a degree from the University of Metaphysics. It's a um a doctor of divinity okay. degree. So it's it's being an ordained minister in tandem with a degree in metaphysics focused on holistic healing. So it's uh you know just a, a way for me to help just kind of show up and serve in a in a different way as my practice starts to kind of shift and change. Um, it's been nice to have something to kind of focus on to help facilitate that involvement of what I do. Mm-hmm. It's so funny telling people that I'm an ordained minister, if, especially people from my past, because uh, they wouldn't have, they'd never guessed that, which is really funny. So I was like, I always like the look of surprise, like, oh, I'm a minister now. Am I, I'm not at a church, but I've been done some, I have done some small services. I did a friend's wedding and um, I have a client. I have a client who um, their son, their son passed. They asked me to do the funeral ceremony. So I'll be doing that. And so just allowing that to kind of grow and evolve as well. That's so exciting. And then do we get to call you Dr. Travis? Please don't. (laughs) (laughs) Legally, yeah. But no, yeah, you can. Yeah. You know, or just Travis. That's great too. Yeah. But it's such an accomplishment. That's so wonderful. It's exciting. You know, writing the, so I'm currently in the master's portion. I'm working on my master's thesis. And so it's, um, the topic I've chosen is Jesus as a metaphysical healer. Nice. And so I'm reading a lot of really cool books and things like I just didn't know um, that has just been like so awesome to think about just first of all, how long metaphysics has truly been around and it predates Christianity, which is fantastic and probably goes even further back than we have record of. And it's really cool to be kind of reading some of these things, but then also still studying, keeping up with like quantum quantum physics and quantum entanglement, which is amazing and in and of itself. And I feel like that could be like a whole another episode, but yeah. yeah. So it's just, it's really cool, but it's interesting, you know, kind of not, this isn't like a, oh, well, I already knew that kind of statement, but it's more of like, a, I'm reading this stuff and like at a soul level, I'm like, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I'm reading a course in miracles and as well. Oh. And a lot of the things in there, I'm like, yeah, <laughs> like it's really cool. It's really fun. Mm-hmm. Well, that's that soul recognition and remembering of what you already know. Right. Yeah. yeah. I love that. 
like yeah. our bodies are naturally calibrated to wellness and like we're here <laughs> to have have fun we're here for a good time not a long time and i think that's great <laughs> and maybe for a long time <laughs> maybe well oh. travis we'll we'll have to have you back for those those conversations i hear i hear a lot of good topics in there gosh it's always a pleasure to talk with you great to talk to you guys as well yeah thanks for being here thanks for having me